Welcome to the Trailblazers podcast, the podcast for women who want to create more wealth in both life and business without compromising what you value. We live in a world that tells you there is a limit to joy, peace, success, and wealth, and that you must trade what you value to create more of what you want. I'm here to teach you how to become wildly successful, influential, and wealthy doing it your way. Hey, I'm Nicole, your flow-based business coach, and in my world, the way you create more wealth on the outside is by accessing wealth from the inside. After building what looked like a successful coaching business on the outside, on the inside, I felt unaligned, tired, and envious of the coach who truly enjoyed her lifestyle and whose business supported her. Safe to say I was tired of the hustle and doing things somebody else's way. So I made a decision to build my business and live life in harmony with what felt aligned to me. I activated my intuition, learned how to slow down, practiced radical self-trust, and shifted strategies in my business to what was more aligned to me. And guess what? I saw my energy light up, my life expand, and my business results grow even more effortlessly. By leaning into my flow, following what lit me up, and tuning inward, I unlocked new levels of abundance in my life and business with ease. And that's why in this podcast, I'm on a mission to help people like you build a business that truly does support your lifestyle, generates money with ease, and most importantly, lights up your soul. I believe you do not need to box yourself in, play small, or trade what you value to become wildly successful. So, are you ready to activate your flow? Let's get into today's episode. Hey Trailblazers, I'm back with another episode and this week we are talking about my powerlifting comp. Oh my gosh guys, if you have been following my journey on social media, you'll know that this powerlifting comp that I just competed in was an absolute journey. It was a hell of a ride. And so much has come with it, personal growth, mindset growth, business lessons, and so much. And I can't wait to tell you all about the experience. So this episode really was inspired by, obviously, the journey to getting myself into my first comp and then preparing and actually competing. If you know anything about me, I'm not necessarily your typical athlete. I didn't grow up an athlete at all. I was this chubby girl who was teased for being fat and was always picked last and just hated sports or anything of the nature because it made me so insecure and feel so unconfident in myself and my body, if that's even a word. And so enrolling into my first powerlifting competition and then actually competing was a major journey for me. And it taught me a lot about creating my own calm, being able to manage my own mind, energy, and emotions in the midst of external pressure or chaos and just things not going the way that you thought they would. And I think that for me, like powerlifting has never been this thing that I was ever trying to get really good at. It was something that I just fell into because when I started training in the gym with a personal trainer, I learned the... um, primary lifts, primary compound lifts of squat, bench, and deadlift, and then I was surrounded by powerlifting culture at the gym I was training at, and my partner, Jose, is also actively participating in powerlifting because that's his sport, and so I was immersed in the world of powerlifting, and very early on, I picked up just the ability to lift, 
uh, really strong and I cultivated a lot of strength. But even when, you know, I had people telling me, even my own coach at the time telling me that I was pretty much ready and primed to compete and that my numbers were very competitive, even as a novice, I found it really hard to wrap my head around being a powerlifter and actually competing because there's something about being competitive on a public level and then just the variables of being like judged or scoring or you know all these things I just felt wasn't my thing it was just like very pressuring and scary for me and so for a very long time almost three years I basically delayed going into a a comp and I would tell myself I'm gonna do one I'm gonna do one just when the time is right and there was actually a time last year where there was an opportunity to actually go and enroll in one and it was a novice competition so it wasn't actually a sanctioned one so it'd be super friendly and just fun but again I just felt really intimidated by it and just couldn't get myself to do it And it made me think about how I talk about mindset a lot and how you can get yourself to do anything. And, you know, as time passed, the more it really landed for me that this was one block that I just wasn't overcoming. I kept circling in this challenge to actually compete and to prove to myself that I can compete. And so part of me started to really want this really bad and I wanted to compete for my own self and my own accomplishment of being able to say that I've competed before and that I've actually um, elevated to this new um, identity of being a powerlifter. And that's really how I saw it. When I began to become open to the idea, I remember changing the narrative in my head about how this wasn't a journey of me just you know, trying to be competitive or achieve a certain thing. Like, I didn't even really care whether I won first place or lifted the most on the day or hit a PB. I think the more that I really just sat with what this would mean for me, the more it occurred to me that this was actually an evolution. It was a stepping into who I never thought I would become, which was this girl who powerlifted, who could call herself an athlete and who was competitive um and when I say competitive not like you know I'm competitive towards other people but as in my numbers are actually competitive compared to people who have been training for a long time and I think you know subconsciously there was a lot of fear and um and things blocking me because I was afraid to um mess up I was afraid to be seen publicly failing I was afraid to you know, just be laughed at all the trauma from my childhood and the fitness and health space of my life. And, you know, finally, I think I, I overcame that by doing this. So doing this competition was really like a milestone for my identity and my growth, because it would mean that I was really truly stepping into the space of, um, I'm an athlete and I get to be an athlete. And this is huge coming from somebody who just felt so self-conscious about her body, who hated sports and just didn't like anything to do with competition and being judged by others on a public level. So I wanted to share with you in this episode some of the powerful lessons that I learned from my first powerlifting meet, which was last weekend. And how I was able to overcome all the chaos, and it indeed was chaos, 
in the prep process where nothing went right and how I overcame the nerves on competition day, which often is what trips people up on competition day. And I'll tell you more about that later. And how I was able to create my own Zen from the inside out in the midst of all of this chaos, all of the variables that I wasn't used to. And I wanted to share on this because I feel that whether it be in the athletic space or just in your life or even in your business, we often have a lot of these times where we're nervous and unsure of the outcome, where there's high stress, high pressure, and it feels like it's make or break which often is kind of like what powerlifting prep and competition day is like. And if you know anything about powerlifting, it's a lot of it is mindset because the idea is that you want to lift heavy weight and move it efficiently. So you do your three lifts, squat, bench, deadlift, and your goal is to get a total that is higher than everybody else around you and to place you would want to be the in the top three highest totals of your flight when you compete now for me i remember going into this competition just deciding very very last minute um to enroll so usually people decide two months three months ahead of time that they're going to compete so that they can prepare their body, their coaches can help them with their programming, and so that they can actually set up to succeed. You know how long I waited? I waited to the very last minute. I waited at the eight-week mark to actually decide to compete. So I I signed up and finally just closed my eyes and took the leap. And then I was like, holy crap, what have I gotten myself into? And then a series of very, very unfortunate and untimely events happened. Let me list a few things. My coach at the time, who'd been, who I'd been working with for two years, who was wanting me to compete so badly, decided that he was going to leave the industry and transitioned into another one at the exact time that I decided I was going to actually compete. And then eight weeks out, I decide I need to purchase a belt, a powerlifting belt that would be approved for that competition because this is a qualifier's it's a um, it's an actual sanctioned comp, right? So I ordered a belt, which then came, and I realized it was the wrong belt. So I had to send it back, and realized that I was about five weeks out, and I still didn't have a competition belt. Um, the other thing was that the uh, trainer that I was able to get that was in replacement of my original coach was with me for a few weeks and then he decided to go on holiday which was pre-planned so it's not his fault but again there was a lack of consistency in coaches which threw me off because it's my first comp I don't even have a coach who's really um there with me the whole time which again in in competition prep is not the most ideal scenario like do you think Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant do you think their coach changes every few weeks no they have the same coach for years and years because they study how they perform they figure out how to coach them and help them with their leverages but when you have coaches that are chopping and changing it's really really hard right and then mentally you feel like you don't know what's happening the other thing was that I had to order a soft suit which is basically what you wear on the platform when you compete and this is the only thing you're allowed to wear okay because again it's competition they have to approve what you're wearing and you have to have this certain standard 
And so I order my soft suit and it's delayed for a whole month. And you're supposed to practice competing or practice your lifts with your soft suit so you can be comfortable in your soft suit and you can make sure that you can tweak anything with your technique in case the soft suit gets in the way. For example, if you're doing your bench and your bench press starts to lose a lot of uh, tension because your back is slippery because you're wearing a soft suit. These are things that you want to be prepared for and make adjustments for ahead of time. And my soft suit was delayed by a whole month. So it actually arrived at my apartment while I was on holiday, which was another variable. I, within that eight-week window, a very, very short window to compete and get myself to peak strength, I also had a two-week holiday to Thailand smack bang towards the end. And so it arrived on my doorstep and they sent it back to which I had to, when I came home, I had to go and drive to the place, which was about an hour and a half away, and they had moved locations, and so I literally was driving from like warehouse to warehouse trying to figure out where to pick up this damn soft suit because they weren't communicating with me. And then finally I got it, so it was like literally half a day wasted just driving around, and then I finally got it. And so the final variable is that I came back after my Thailand trip and it had to be my peak week. So real quick, essentially when you're preparing for a powerlifting comp, about two weeks before you compete, you test your strength. So you get yourself to a place where you are at your absolute peak and then you push it and it's called peak week. You do all your lifts at the absolute max. And then the week after is your taper week where you pull back all the lifts and you just rest. And then the following week is usually your competition week. And so that is the perfect runway for you to perform at your best at competition day. Now, I came back on peak week and that was the the week that I came back from Thailand. So imagine you're in Thailand holidaying away and you don't even have a gym to go to, let alone test your strength and maintain your strength. And then you come back and it's like supposed to be your peak week. It was absolute chaos. And so with all of these variables, one thing that I need you to know is that my energy does not like constant change. Or actually it does. I don't mind it. But it's when it comes to something that I'm actually really nervous about, like a powerlifting comp, where so much feels like it's at stake. It really, really did throw me off and mess me about. And I remember having multiple cry sessions to my partner talking about how I felt like nothing was going to plan. And how I just felt so utterly helpless that everything was just going to crap. And I really did find that, you know, there was a moment where I wanted to give up. I wanted to just be like, I'll just do a comp next time. But what landed for me was the this reminder of why I was doing it. And so, you know, for me, there was so much more to it than just competing. There, were, there was this... Uh, wanting to make myself proud, the younger version of me proud. And so that why really kept me on path. And I remember asking myself, Nicole, how do we make this easier? How do we just accept that this is the way that this prep is going? And how do we enjoy the process and not get lost in the chaos? And I told myself, I'm going to make a commitment. I'm going to commit that I'm not going to try to resist the flow, I'm going to go with the flow. 
And so then I made a decision that I was going to surrender to whatever happened, whatever twist and turn needed to happen, that that was all part of the journey and that there was something in it for me to win every single time. And so with all of these variables happening, I remember as chaotic as it sounds when I explain it to you guys, I remember actually um, hitting the first obstacle of that list that I just shared with you and then having that conversation with myself. And then from that point on, everything that went wrong went wrong, but inside I actually felt so calm and actually felt so surrendered to whatever needed to happen. And even told myself, like, maybe that's the point. Maybe the point of this chapter of my life is to truly practice surrendering to the flow and not trying to control it. And then also being curious about what might happen and how might it actually become more enjoyable or how might it actually help me to actually just surrender to the flow? Because most of the time surrendering to the flow is scary because we don't have control or a sense of it. And I think that's the thing, right? We don't know what's on the other side of if we did release we think that control is the only way to have the success or the experience that we want but what if surrendering is actually an even better way that creates an even better result and that's exactly what i saw happen and so that's why i want to share with you six powerful powerful lessons that i learned from my first powerlifting comp so you can apply it to your life to the way you show up in the world to the way you surrender to things happening in your life and even in your business, okay? So first things first, you must really want what you want and know why you want it, okay? I remember all these moments that I really did feel like this is a lot. And and even though I experienced this zen about surrendering to the flow, it didn't mean that I didn't have these moments of just feeling really, really scared and defeated. And so these were the times where it really mattered that I knew what I wanted and that I knew why I wanted it. And for me, again, it was this bigger connection to what truly lit me up. And that was proving to myself and making myself proud. The younger version of me who was laughed at and teased and who never thought she could be an athlete, let alone compete in a powerlifting competition. I wanted to make her proud. And so my why was so much bigger. And so I really knew that for me, that mattered way more. And what was funny was while I was actually at the comp, when it had ended, interestingly, I actually spoke with a girl who felt disappointed by the way she performed at comp. And she told me that she's done so many comps before, but this one was supposed to be easy and how she had for some reason messed up a lot of her lifts and she didn't know why. And I walked away from that conversation thinking, what if the reason why it didn't go the way it didn't go in a way that she wanted it to was simply because she just wasn't hungry enough that she didn't she didn't have the drive like she's been she had been competing in comps for a while and all she needed to do was to qualify for this one. So she wasn't pushing her numbers. She wasn't trying to get PBs. She was just trying to qualify. And for her, there was like, she just showed up and did the lifts, but it actually led to a lot of failed lifts. You have nine attempts and your aim is to get all of your attempts, but she failed a lot of them and she wasn't happy with it. And I remember thinking like the drive is so important in powerlifting or in any area of life, even if you 
already know that your body can do it, like you've done it in the gym before, you're physically capable. The thing is, on comp day, it is different, right? Even if you've been there before in your body, your mind must be present with the moment. And so if you're not, if you're not hungry for it, or if you're occupied in fear and worry, or worried about failure, or nervousness, if that's where your energy and your mind is occupied, then on competition day, that's what you're going to get. You're going to get a lot of nerves and a lot of fear. And so it really showed me that it's so important to really, really want what you want and have that driving factor, no matter how many times you've been in a certain situation, because that creates a certain level of showing up. You know, it makes you show up in a different way than if you were just complacent. And you want to know why you want it, because that's what's going to set that fire up your butt, you know? (laughs) The second thing is, actually, um, before I say the rest of these points, I didn't even say this. This was the most important part, guys. But I went and competed, and I got nine out of nine lifts. So all of my lifts were good. They passed. And I actually placed second. How freaking nuts is that? I placed second on my first powerlifting comp. So I came in, I even posted this on Instagram. I posted that I wanted a 322 kilo total with all my lifts. And you know what I walked away with? It was like 337 or something, 337.5, which is nuts. Absolutely nuts. And one of my goals way back, like nine months ago, I did a vlog and I put it in my private YouTube channel where it's all secret links just for me. I literally recorded myself saying one day I'm going to have a 330 total and it was going to happen. And guys, I literally did it. I had the best comp and I was so relaxed. I had so much fun. There was no pressure, no nerves. There was all this surrender that I'm about to share with you guys. And I placed second and I go to 337 total. Like that is nuts. Like that to me is ultimately the example and the pinnacle of why this stuff is so, so powerful and why it works. So before I go ahead and, and share that uh, and share the rest of the points, I really wanted you to understand like this is the result of what happens when you truly do release and surrender. And so with that, the second point is you want to give yourself the win ahead of time. This is a lesson that I learned just in general in life. I've been practicing, you know, if there's something that I really, really want, I imagine having it ahead of time. And if you've attended any of my vision board workshops or attended my in-person events, you'll hear me say this a lot because it's part of visualization practice. It's part of embodying the life and the result you want to create. And so it's exactly what I would do for comp. I would journal on it. I would vlog on it. I would claim the emotions and the state that I wanted to be in or that I imagined myself being in when I got the result and so I would literally imagine and sometimes I would even do this in the shower because for some reason in the shower I'm in this meditative amazing state and I would just imagine I'd close my eyes and imagine oh how would I feel the moment that I pull that final deadlift and the crowd is going wild and I just realized that I have totally beat every single um pb that I've ever had like what would that feeling be and then I would imagine just having it already And I actually found myself doing this on competition day. Anytime I was nervous and I was about to go up on the platform and I was next to go up, I would imagine 
myself pulling the deadlift already and just being in this amazing accomplished state and it was so crazy because like obviously I hadn't gone up on the platform yet and I was waiting to go up and my mind would be rehearsing that there was a 50-50 chance of me getting this lift and usually your third attempt you have your squat bench deadlift right and get nine attempts you get three attempts for each lift and your goal is to push the total and you want for all of them to count so you don't want to be red lighted for doing something bad I mean like you know not doing a lift properly so for me I really really wanted to get this last deadlift and I was kind of nervous and my brain was going "Ooh, this is this is scary you've never done this before you've never lifted over 150 kilos but my coach was like, hey, we're going to do 157. My coach was my partner for that day because I didn't have a coach and he stepped in, which I love him for. And I remember just being like, this could go either way. I could, this could not move off the ground or it could just fly off the ground because I'm just in it and I'm doing it. And my mind, I just had to like discipline my thoughts and just say, hey, there's no way this isn't happening. I visualize, I claim the emotions of pulling 157 off the ground and being able to do this. And so I was able to do that and I gave myself the emotions ahead of time so that I could feel into the state of success and then lift from a state of success. And oftentimes we lift or we attempt things in our business and in our life from a state of fear, from a state of what if it goes bad, this could go 50-50. But guys, you get to choose. You get to choose that it doesn't go 50-50. You get to choose that it is 100% success. And what's the worst that could happen? Even if you don't pull it, at least you did it from a healthy, abundant state of mind and not from scarcity and lack. And so anytime your mind wants to go into this could fail, why don't you just go, there's no chance it's going to fail. This this really isn't, this isn't up for negotiation. There's no way it's going to fail. There's just absolutely no way. And I think just being in that certainty is such an amazing skill to have. The third point is that Zen wins every time. Zen, obviously, you guys know, is a is a word that kind of embodies meditation and calm, self-control, and it's a powerful, powerful state to be in. So for me, like I found that using competitiveness, you know, comparing myself or looking at other people's numbers or other people's businesses, other people's results. I don't find that motivating. I've always been inward motivated where anything that I want, I compare it to, you know, the best version of myself or what motivates me is the past version of myself or helping somebody else. It's never been competition or, you know, and maybe that's why I've never really thrived off of competitive sports or anything like that. And so I've always just used myself as inspiration, my future self, the highest version of me. And so knowing this, I went into competition with that exact strategy, mentally and emotionally. And so being peaceful really was how I grounded myself and how I managed a lot of my own emotions and doubts, because I knew that the most successful version of me is the most zen version of me. So if I allowed myself to slip into the same energy that everybody else was on, which was very anxious, very, oh my God, I don't know if I'm going to get it. Oh my gosh, like I'm so stressed, right? Which was very much the energy of a lot of the athletes in the warm-up room. 
I was like, no, Zen wins every time. For me, Zen is what has allowed me to create so much results in my life with ease. And so I had to remind myself, it may not be the conventional strategy to be calm, cool, collected, especially at a powerlifting meet where a lot of people use aggression for fuel. I was like, no, me, I'm, I'm a Zen through this and I'm going to succeed. And I'm going to reach some PBs. And you know what? I was like playing some Afrobeats. I was playing Beyonce in my headphones on full blast. And I was literally dancing in a corner all by myself because I didn't want to get caught up in everybody else's energy and everybody else's fear. Because while fear might be a great strategy or anger, it I knew that it just didn't work for me. And so I used it to my advantage. And so that is my fourth point. You got to know how your energy works and knowing how your energy works is literally like having leverage. If you know that you don't thrive off of um, having conversations with people to get hyped up, but rather you thrive off of being in stillness and silence with yourself, then you got to use that. And I think, you know, for me, although I had never done a competition before or never participated as an athlete, I knew enough about my mind and my, you know, the most powerful state that I am in to actually leverage that. And so I I may not have had a physical strategy or a game plan for how I was going to lift that day because there were so many variables and I didn't even have a set coach and I literally didn't know what I was doing. (laughs) I was so like, what the heck, what's happening the whole day? But all I knew was I knew how to manage my mind and my emotions. And so I use that to my advantage. The other thing was for me, I'm a reflector by human design. So if you know your human design, it can really, really help with energy management. And being a reflector, you don't really have an energy center. So there's no predominant energy flow. There's just an openness. A reflector is basically like you have open channels to for energy to pass by. And so it looks a lot like when you go and hang out with a person who has a certain type of energy, who's very excited and bubbly, you would then absorb that or mirror that. And so same thing if you go into a room where there's so many people with different energy, often reflectors can feel like there's a lot of overstimulation and a lot of um, energetic activity. And so you can feel overwhelmed, you can feel really drained. And so I found that that actually really happened to me at competition day because I felt that I was basically absorbing everyone's energy. And so you would literally find me in the corner from time to time. I would face my my face towards the wall because this tiny little, um, I mean, it wasn't tiny, but it was a very crammed workout uh, warm-up room where all the athletes were warming up and then you'd go out onto the podium when it was your turn. And so like every now and then I would just like literally turn and face the wall or I would look upwards. I would either stare at the floor or look upwards and I would have my earphones on in full blast because I could control that. I could control my energy and looking at the wall like a blank wall (laughs) really centered me because I felt that I could actually tune inward and out of my environment. So Like for me, that knowing my energy is how I could really take advantage of my own mental strength and emotional strength at the time. And so for you in business or in life circumstances, it's the same thing. If you don't vibe with, you know, people who are always complaining or people who are just always so bitter about life, 
then you use that to your advantage and stop hanging out with them. Like know how your energy gets influenced and use it to live the life that you want to live. Don't wait a day. Don't delay cutting that person off. Like go and make the choices that support you being in the most abundant energetic state because I promise you, you will win every time when you prioritize you and your energy, okay? So know how your energy flows and use it to your advantage. Now the fifth, which is my second last point, the fifth point is don't mistake nerves for fear. Guys, this is huge. This is absolutely huge. And I want to speak this into anybody who finds themselves getting really nervous when you're about to do a launch or maybe when you're about to put up content or share something really vulnerable because fear and nerves are very, very normal and they're very, very human. So they're not bad. But I want to say, right, sometimes your nerves are not actually an indicator of fear. Sometimes you got to change the narrative a little bit. One of the things that I did when I found myself falling into nerves or fear was I would rewrite the story and I would tell myself, maybe you're not afraid. Maybe you're just about to do something great, something bigger than you ever, ever thought you could. Maybe it's not fear that you're feeling. Maybe it's excitement and anticipation that you're about to create a new milestone. You're about to win. You're about to have a new accomplishment. So it's like sitting, you're standing on the brink of something really, really great, which often is actually creating the same feeling in your body. It's butterflies. It's it's this jittery feeling, which you can get before you say, I love you, which you get before, you know, you marry the, the love of your life. Like these are very, very similar emotions and responses in your body. And sometimes you get this opportunity to just rewire the story and make it easier for yourself. And so for me, before I was about to pull my 157 deadlift, before I was about to squat a PB, like it literally was, you're not nervous because you're afraid. You're nervous because you're about to do something great. And guys, that changed the game for me. I kid you not, it probably is the one thought that if I could walk away from my powerlifting meet, you know, um, and just have as like a sentiment that encapsulated the whole event, it literally was that. I was not nervous for fear. I was nervous for excitement and curiosity that I was about to do something great. And so take that and do with it what you may, whether it's in your life or your business. And just know that just because your body doesn't feel good or it has negative emotion or doesn't feel comfortable doesn't mean it's a bad thing. And you get to rewrite the interpretation of that. You always get to rewrite the interpretation. Okay, now the lucky last thing is what I've been saying all along. And so it's pretty self-explanatory. Surrender to the flow. I had imagined my comp prep to look so different to the way it happened. So many times in the prep process when things didn't go right, I could feel that I was just wasting so much energy. I was de- I was becoming frustrated. I was becoming like weary. I was becoming discouraged and all these things that I didn't want to create, but it was happening. And when I look at the most efficient way to solve that problem, it really was just to surrender. One of my favorite quotes, and I don't know who said it, so don't come at me, was, is that the best way to actually create the thing you want and to have the life that you want is to simply surrender. Because 
the cause of every resistance, every struggle, the cause of pain is the inability to surrender. Wanting to control the way everything goes will be the death of you. It literally will. It'll be the death of your business. It'll be the death of your team. It'll be the death of your leadership and your influence. What if you could practice true surrender? What if there wasn't a right way for things to go? What if your initial idea of how the things would go was never actually the right one? What if it was just your guess, your best guess? And it always only ever really is. So remember that trying to control everything is simply a waste of your energy that you cannot afford to lose. Life has so much more to give you than you being frustrated at things not going the way you planned. What if the best way it could happen is the way that it's happening right now? And so to rid you of all the resistance, all the pain, I invite you to practice. Surrender, surrender, surrender. Surrender to the flow of how business is going. Surrender to the flow of how your relationships are going. That doesn't mean you have to be, you know, completely, um, what do you call that? Completely abandoned in terms of not caring or you know just not trying there's a very different energy to it it's about completely trusting and not trying to force or manhandle the way something should go and it's not getting caught up in the emotions not getting caught up in the resisting of something being the way that it is right? So surrender is a very intentional, voluntary thing, and it can feel uncomfortable at first, but it truly is the most rewarding thing when you surrender, because when you do, countless opportunities come to you. The person who is able to surrender is a person who accesses multiple, infinite more opportunities. If you're so stuck and hung up on the way one thing needs to go in your life, you miss out on all the other opportunities, all the other people, all the other chances to experience the same result just in a different pathway. And I think that that is part of the adventure of this life. It's part of the adventure of building a flow-based business where you don't let your first idea be your only idea, where you don't let things just, where you don't believe that you're, you know, that you are the person who has the answers to everything because that is such a hard, hard way to live. What if you could release all of that and just go with the flow and watch his doors open and other doors close? It's a beautiful way to live and it's a beautiful way to create results. Okay, so with that being said, I hope that this encouraged you to create more Zen, to surrender more. And that my powerlifting journey and everything I've shared with you has truly inspired you to step into things that you never thought you would and to trust that there's an invitation there to discover more. If I hadn't leaned in and followed this prompting in my soul to go and do this powerlifting comp, even though it was last minute, even though nothing was going right, if I hadn't trusted, I would not be here learning these lessons, having this new accomplishment and having this medal of coming second place and doing nine for nine lifts with a PB and a total that I never thought I could ever have. Never in my wildest dreams. So sometimes you just got to follow the prompting and go with it. 
And so I hope that this podcast episode and my story and journey has inspired you. If you're curious about anything that I've shared, obviously including powerlifting, please send me a message. My door is open for you. Let's have a chat. But other than that, that's it for this week. I hope this helped you so much and I want you to go and create some zen in your life and in whatever chaos you're in the midst of. Okay, bye. Thanks for tuning in this week. If anything I said in this episode resonated with you, send me a message on Instagram or screenshot and share it on your story. Don't forget to tag me at underscore N-I-C-O-L triple A-Y. I love getting to know you and your story, so don't be a stranger. Lastly, help me get this message out to others just like you who might just need to hear it today. All you need to do is like and leave a review so this podcast gets seen by the many women who need to hear this message. Who knows who we might reach together. Don't forget to check out the links in the description box. Thank you for tuning in this week and I'll catch you next time. Bye.